It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. He is Landon McCool. Today, we are talking about the Cowboys Week 15 win over the New York Giants. Uh, But first, we just want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Landon, how does it feel to, to, to root for a team that's already won 10 games? Uh, it feels great. I'm certainly not taking that for granted because uh, winning in the NFL is hard and winning division games is incredibly hard. Uh, so I'm certainly thrilled. Uh, I think everybody kind of expected the result, uh, but I, I, you still can't take it for granted because uh, you know, game seasons like last season happen, and, uh, and, and I guarantee you that we would have – Cried tears of joy for ten wins last year, so uh, so I'm thrilled. Uh, Do you think we've been excited for a double digit road win last year? Uh, yeah, yeah, against a division opponent, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, th- there would be no uh, qualifying uh, wins or, or talking about uh, uh, you know s- scoring style points. I think because uh, you'd just be thrilled to win at, uh, last year's season. So uh, we'll talk more about that throughout the podcast, I'm sure. Actually, let's do it right now because I, I don't get this, Landon. Uh, the Cowboys won their third straight game. They they wrapped up the NFC East. What, what are we talking about? The, the NFC East is over, right? Yeah. They've won 10 games for the first time since 2018. The defense dominated. You win on the road, and yet people are still upset? Why? I, would you – would you rather have a game like what the Cardinals had today? Would you rather have a game no. like what the Packers had today where you only win by one point against the backup quarterback in Baltimore who was completely decimated? Like, I just don't, I don't get this. You know, I, I think I think part of it, honestly, and and not to, you know, make excuses for these folks who are, are uh, poo-pooing uh, uh, two, you know, uh, win, winning against the spread against a division opponent on the road. Um, I, I, I think that I think that part of it is it has to do with the fact that folks are still uneasy about the future of the offense because it doesn't look like it did early in the season. Uh, but I, 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 you know, for me, I look at this team as he's as evolving. You know, clearly they have the sure. ability to win a game like this, and uh, and and what obviously seemed to me to be a very conservative game plan. Uh, because they knew they were playing a lesser opponent, and 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 they knew that their defense would would hold the, the other team's offense to so few points that they didn't need to necessarily be overly aggressive at times. Uh, and, and it was a, a game that the Cowboys still, despite all that, were able to win and completely dominate and control from basically start to finish. Yeah, we actually talked about this before we jumped on the pod, but like, at what point did you kind of know this game was over? You know, when the fight started happening, <laughs> you know, because it was like it, it felt like they had nothing else, you know, that they, they were just trying to 
trying to start a scrap and, and, and try to get people off their game. And uh, it, it felt pretty early on that they just didn't have uh, the talent to kind of keep up with the Cowboys. And even when the Cowboys were making miscues at times, uh, they were still, you know, getting field goals and scoring points. And, 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 and it didn't feel like New York really ever got their offense kind of in sync until Jake Frome got in there and, and kind of, did from, some work against from from I know I, I always think of the sausage king of Chicago every single time I uh, uh I think <laughs> see that name so that's 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 always going to be like yeah. a psychosomatic thing but yeah I think you know outside of him him making some hay against some shell coverage late in the game you know the Giants never really showed any kind of real life or, or real ability to move the ball without really putting the ball in harm's way and that's why they you know had so many turnovers today I mean, you kind of knew the game was over when it was 12 to 3. And it's like, yeah, absolutely. That, that means the Giants have to score twice in the same game. It's, yeah. <laughs> come on, guys. That's a, that's a lot of scoring you're asking me to do. And, and they, listen, they didn't do it, right? They only scored another field goal the rest of the time. So, uh, so some people would say the same thing about the Cowboys' offense, but not realizing that, you know, they had two red zone touchdowns today. I mean, I just feel like the thing uh, is, Dalston. Dallas wasn't really challenged to do anything except for bleed the clock, right? That's why they yeah. had how many carries in this game, right? Exactly. And, and, and it, seriously, it just felt like they weren't interested in taking risk, uh, risk making, you know, creating risky plays by putting the ball down the field. Look, especially on early downs, especially yeah. on early downs, right? I mean, they just weren't taking the shots. And when they did take the shots, you know, not great things happened. They, you know, uh, CD had some drops. Uh, I think that pass to, to Gallup down the sideline, it, it got caught in the wind. Uh, I think I kind of think that that's what happened on um, uh, uh, Glennon's uh, 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 interception to uh, to Hooker, is that when he tried to get it downfield, Glennon's got a strong arm, trying to get it down the field, and, and I think he got you know off the mark, but I think the wind also pushed it way off the mark too. So, uh, you know, I, I just think that the Cowboys were not interested in necessarily – trying to make the game close mm -hmm. by being risky with the football. They knew that they were having enough success to win the game to let their defense kind of prevent the giants to, from scoring too many points to win the game. Uh, so why, why take the chances of, of, first of all, you know, just even revealing any more of their cover two and cover four beaters, but also just if, if they could win the game in a way that without risking the football too much, uh, that that's an opportunity yep. that they'll take and, and, and take the easy win and, and go home just because that wasn't an, always an opportunity. That's the thing about this that I think that the people don't realize is that winning like this may seem ugly or weird for Cowboys fans because you've never had a defense that you could actually right. do this in years. Like so it, was, it feels awkward and weird, but this is a way that you win football games when, uh, uh, when you play lesser opponents, you don't have to try to score 40 points on them when you can just, you know, score a couple of touchdowns and then keep them at arm's length the entire yep. rest of the game and yep. bleed it out. I think people would be more excited if this was like a 30 to 17 win. Hey, we put up 30 points. This is great. Uh, that margin of victory is actually smaller than 21 to six. I know, I know math is hard around here as evidenced by Twitter, but uh, it's, I, I don't get it. Um, uh, I, I, yeah. I mean, like, that's the thing is the Cowboys were 10 and a half. I think was it 10 and a half points favorite. They, actually, they ended up this. being 11 and a half point favorites is what. And, and, and what was the margin of victory? 15 points or something like that. So, yeah, teams I mean, win great teams cover. Exactly. And they covered, you know, and, and, and the offense was a part of that. It wasn't like the offense wasn't a part of that. So, yep. uh, yeah, I, I think that I understand. 
a certain amount of it because look, and I think we should have a conversation of maybe we can do this in the later part of, of where the offense is in its kind of march back to where it was, because I think they took steps, but they're not all the way back. But I think that, you know, we should take solace in the fact that they did take steps towards that. Maybe if they didn't get all the way back, uh, but there's still a quarter of the season left to go. Cowboys just won three straight road games for the first yeah. time since 1969, Landon. <laughs> Putting that out there. People are still upset. Uh, yeah. Just looking ahead to the Cowboys schedule, uh, two of the next three games will be at home. Actually, their game against Washington next week at home, game against Cardinals at home, play the Eagles in the season finale, and then they'll host a home playoff game. So three of their next four at home. I think uh, things are going to be just okay. They're going to be just all right for the Cowboys. So yeah. uh, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You can switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Get three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month and a fr- free 5G phone when you switch so you can get all the latest episodes of the Locked on Cowboys podcast, all on America's largest 5G network. More power to save Boost Mobile. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, all right, Landon, let's let's talk about the Cowboys defense because that's mm. really the story from here today. Uh, I, I, want, I want to read the play-by-play stuff for the Giants because this, this is always just so great to me. This is always for, this is a great gig uh, thing that we're doing week to week. Honestly, it's fun because the Cowboys defense is so good. Go, uh, please. All right, first drive of the game. Interception, six plays, 20 yards, interception. 11 plays, 58 yards, field goal. Good drive by the Giants. Just absolutely well done. Four plays, eight yards, punt. Three plays, 16 yards, field goal, halftime. That was it. That was all the drives they had in the first half. Uh, And then it was eight plays, 51 yards, field goal, turnover on downs, interception, punt, interception, turnover on downs. I mean, I don't know what more you can say about this Cowboys defense. They are just absolutely dominating right now. It, it, it's felt it felt like the the previous two weeks, you know, where and and you know, I mean, to me, to the Cowboys, to the credit of, of the of the opponents the Cowboys have faced, they've faced basically backup level quarterbacks uh, each of the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can say what you want about Heineke, but I just don't know that he's like a necessarily a full time starter in the league. Uh, and and I think that they've taken advantage of it. And each time the Cowboys have been able to put these teams in third and long situations, it has not been good for uh, the Saints, the the Washington football team, and now the Giants. Uh, and they kind of continued that trend. I mean, ever since they've had their full complement of pass rushers uh, back on the outside, and now at Neville Gallimore, who's really obviously making himself known, uh, the pass rush has been ferocious. And, and you know, they did all this. Yeah, but they I, I was one sack today, Landon. I know. I mean, but it, it felt like they were – they were. Getting, I, I'm, I'm teasing, right? Like, Yeah. Uh, yeah, I Their mean, pass yeah, rush is the reason why they had all these interceptions, right? Let's we need that Demarcus Lawrence money back because uh, he 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 only got one sack. Uh, so yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, the, 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 again, the criticism. The, the, the ultimately, what you see is when they put Randy Gallimore, uh, Randy <laughs> Gregory on the outside, 
uh, Lawrence on the inside with with Gallimore, and then Parsons on the other side. Uh, it's it's a it's a ferocious pass rush that they're going to be able to use uh, into the into the, yep. the pro postseason, and, and then they get Osa back, you know, and hopefully in entire uh, Hill. But I was really impressed with their ability to uh, uh, play the run and play in general with with suddenly losing two of their best defensive tackles uh, right and, before the game. And we should talk about that. It's part of the reason the Giants did have a little bit of success against the run. Uh, they ran for 124 yards in this game, 5.2 yards per carry. Really, a lot of it came on one long run to Devontae Booker, 31 yards. Yeah. Uh, do you know what Saquon Barkley's longest run was in this game? He had 15 No, I carries. don't. No, I don't. What was it? Six yards. Yeah. I, I, someone else mentioned that Saquon Barkley, is this right, has never beaten the Cowboys? Never. I, is nope. it, that's, I mean, that's, that's pretty crazy since he's been here. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's nuts because somebody even said it during the game. They're like, you know, Saquon's gonna get he gets one big one, right? He usually gets one big one, and then and then after the Booker, that someone goes, that, yeah, that was that was it. That was his big, one big one. I was like, that was that was Booker who then like, oh shoot, well, <laughs> I guess he's yeah. not getting his big one this this week. So it's just funny because you, you expect him. I I just think all those knee injuries have really just taken yeah. all the juice yeah. out of him. Well, you know, uh, what I was actually getting at for the Cowboys is. I thought the defensive line, like the defensive tackles played pretty well considering really your starters, your two starters were ruled out less than 24 hours before the game start, which is kind of a big deal, right? Yeah. Carlos Watkins is really specifically has been playing really good football recently. I mean, I think uh, you you get Justin Hamilton called up from the practice squad. It was great to kind of get a guy that was obviously familiar with the defense to kind of sub in there last minute. And honestly, I think having a guy like, Hamilton, who was obviously familiar with the defense, didn't have to like learn anything. They could pick up off the street basically and plug him in mm-hmm. uh, and and not have to worry about losing guys last minute. That was a huge benefit. And then and then Quentin Bahana is playing better and better football as the season goes on. Uh, so you're always getting good snaps. They're, they're really just kind of muddying things up in the middle of the defensive line, which is just exactly what you're looking for. Them All right, do. I got a couple questions about the Cowboys defense from week 15. Uh, I, I'm curious to see if you have the same answer. The best player on defense for the Cowboys in week 15 was – uh i mean it, it may have been, I, I thought Diggs was playing incredible throughout the game like yeah, I I, he got an interception he was <laughs> i think the answer is the marcus lawrence but Diggs is a good one as well right <laughs> oh yeah yeah i mean clearly lawrence had an incredible game i mean like there's just and he's been incredible even without kind of the stat glory the last few, few weeks you know yeah. i mean I mean, I think from the opening snap, they try to run right out of any any cause like a, a, a TFL right, like on the very first snap, if I'm not he mistaken. Was incredible. Yeah, and 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 one of the things that we weren't certain about, like just because we didn't see very much of it previously in his career, is look, if we get Parsons and Gregory really going, what? How is Lawrence going to look actually rushing inside? Could we actually do that? Because is you know not everybody can just kick inside and have success against a, uh, a guard. It's it's more violent in there and. You know, Lawrence like just is exposing guards on the inside. I mean, he's, oh, uh, just just in a pass rushing situation, but it's just incredible to see him operate in there like it's no big deal. And and it shows you like we used to see this in, in training camp all the time, right? Where he would line up against every single offensive lineman uh, and, and beat him off off the line in the training camp. It was just really impressive, and now it's really paying dividends for the Cowboys on third downs. Uh, also, wanted to mention Malik Hooker. I think this is probably his best game as a Cowboy so far, right? Every week he's playing better and better football. Yeah. It feels and, like. And it, every week I think maybe less KZ, more Hooker, right? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe I, I think he, you know, he's he's earned an opportunity to kind of play more and more. I, I think you're also going to get Wilson back coming back this this coming week or two, uh, and now you're going to really have a solid rotation back there, which is really great to to hear. I mean, you say what you want about Kazi. I mean, he he has been. I think Hooker has earned his spot for giving a, a, some some of the snaps up, but but he hasn't been absolutely terrible either. It's no, been it's just, not that. I just think it's Hooker's... consistency, right? It's like yeah. it's like you'd like to see uh, maybe a little more consistency as the starter, and then KZ is like the as the mix up guy. Right? What's funny about Wilson Donovan Wilson for for the following along, he was uh, put on the. I'm sorry to think how they say that. He's allowed to practice now. He's not been yeah. activated from the injured reserve yet. Uh, so yeah. he could be coming here soon for the Cowboys, but the 21 day really window take... is what they call that. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think he's really going to take anybody's snaps in the safety room. I really think it's probably going to be more of the linebackers. Right. I think it's yeah, probably no, going to be I, more Keanu Neal. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's, I think it's going to be a shift in how they're using the players. I think uh, you'll see more of a uh, curse coming in and playing, you know, kind of a linebacker role, more, just maybe more big nickel deployment in, in general so that they can get their best players on the field. Um, all right, Trevon Diggs, good. Yeah, just just absolutely incredible. I mean, beyond the interception, right? Like, just really, they, they didn't target uh, Galladay very much at all. No, um, he was just. I mean, that's really the kind of that's a really good matchup for 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 a guy like Diggs. You know, that's the, that kind of bigger wide receiver. He really does well against those guys. So he had a fantastic game. I forgot to mention. Do you know the Cowboys moved up to number three seed this week? Uh yeah we well was it because Arizona lost yeah Arizona lost yeah, so now the, the Cowboys conference. if the season started today we'd be playing the 49ers in round one yeah I, I mean, that's be, better or worse to be honest uh, with well, you <laughs> maybe I mean it's 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 yeah the way San Francisco has played recently it, it's not exactly uh, a fun idea either way I, I think those early games are going to be difficult no matter what because there's yeah. just so much talent in that NFC side it's not like you know top heavy at all it's it's kind of just evenly yeah. distributed so. It'll be fun no matter what who we're playing. Uh, a relatively quiet game from Micah Parsons, right? He only had one single tackle in this game, almost had a sack. Um, I will say, I think his one pass deflection that he had in this game, the wow. one you discovered the wheel route, yeah. maybe the best play he's had this season. And th- there's a lot of great play- plays to choose from, but like being able to make that play along with rushing the passer, he's just such a unique player. I, I I compared it to uh, uh, Happy Gilmore learning how to putt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, uh oh, now he's learning how to cover, folks. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, obviously, what what is there left to say about Micah Parsons in the season he's had this year? I mean, you know, obviously his his sack streak got broken, uh, but he did get very close to to kind of continuing it at one point. I think uh, Armstrong ended up getting his half of the sack, but uh, oh, wow. you know, what 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 a season what a season he's had so far. And, and, and I don't think uh, he's, he's had a, a step back at all. I think it's all just been kind of a steady incline. What a, what a steep curve he's got. It's incredible. I, I think he would have had a better game if the giants were on the field a little bit more often, like a lot of opportunities <laughs> yeah. to make some plays. So it's yeah. kind of the giants fault here, right? Yeah. I blame, I blame uh, Joe judge per usual. Uh, <laughs> I feel like if we had, if we had Garrett in there, we would have had more opportunity. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, I want to talk about the offense, uh, but before yes. we do that, yeah, I mean, I know people are uh, yeah, they really want to hear our thoughts on this. They want us just yeah. to, to tear into the offense. Um, we'll do that after this break because I want to yeah. tell you guys about Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar, Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, but amazingly low in calorie, sugar, net carbs, and high in protein 
you get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. There's so many great flavors, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter, brownie. Built Bar gives you that extra feel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all of the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines like I was this weekend. Yeah. Built Bar can give you that extra something you need to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse because you never know when you're going to need it. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order. We also want to tell you guys about BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues the march to the playoffs, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Landon, let's talk about the Cowboys offense. Uh, so if you look at the stats, Dak, he was 28-37, 203 total yards, uh, 5.9 yards per attempt. The offense in general averaged 4.7 yards per play, which is a little bit lower than you'd like to see. They yeah. did run for 125 yards in this game. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, they operated the offense well, I thought. I mean, for the most part, except for except – for, Honestly, I, I think a lot of what we have been talking about over the last week uh, has come to come to fruition. They fix, they seem to fix the tight end targeting, right? Dalton Schultz mm-hmm. got a healthy dose of targeting, and, and he rewarded them with with a really nice day. Caught all eight uh, of they, his targets. Yep. They they put Connor Williams back in at left guard, and and not only did they do that because that that isn't exactly just the difference, right? The other part of it too was that they 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 showed you they deployed a more diverse running game. Yep. They showed you a little bit more G power. They showed you a little bit more, uh, just a kind of diversity and, and constraints, which led to better running. I mean, this 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 game, this team has two really good defensive tackles and, and multiple more defensive tackles that can play the run, especially. Uh, and the Cowboys were able to, to get outside, hook them inside, uh, create running lanes on the perimeter, uh, and then mix it up with r- runs inside that were also successful. And, and, and Connor Williams specifically played really good football in the run game. And I think it helped Terrence Steele kind of play better football. I think to me, if you have two less CD Lamb drops, we're talking about a completely different game. Sure, I agree. Like, I think I think that the 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 way that everyone is viewing this game on the outside is viewed completely differently. I think that this was a conservative game plan versus a lesser opponent. Uh, and I think it was executed well, but I, I don't think that they wanted to take any of the shots down the field because they didn't. They knew that they could beat them without them. Um, and and so I think they solved some of the problems uh, that 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 they hadn't you know been able to solve previously. I think that they still have a ways to go, but I I'm, I feel a lot more confident that they are on their way to solving them than I was where we were a week ago. All right, I want to start with the offensive line. Let's give you my thoughts. And you tell me if I'm crazy here. I'm putting on – I wish I had a tinfoil hat. I would need, we need this for the bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Here's my conspiracy theory, Landon. Mm-hmm. I kind of think Mike McCarthy views this regular season as like a big testing window. And he's basically 
just throwing stuff against the wall to see what sticks it, for a couple of different reasons. Number one, he wants just to see how different guys play in different spots. And that's why we saw a rotation at left tackle. We saw them, you know, flop the, the Connors over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I also think he realizes that this is just a really long season. That's really unusual yeah. for a couple of different reasons. This is the longest season in NFL history because of the 17 games. And also it's a COVID year, right? So wouldn't it be nice if you get to a playoff game and all of a sudden, let's say, heaven forbid, a, a guard test positive for COVID the night before the game, that you don't just go into that game with that guy not having any snaps during the regular season, right? Absolutely. Now at yeah. least you have, hey, Connor McGovern played 500 snaps at left guard this year. Yeah, He's not the better option, and we know that. That's why we're starting Connor Williams, but at least he's got experience. He's not coming in here completely green. Does that make a little bit of sense? Because I just – I get the sense that Mike McCarthy doesn't really care if they end up being the two or the four seed. It just, just get to the playoffs and then we'll, we'll talk. I, I, I think that that's, I, I, I wouldn't even call that a conspiracy theory. Yeah. I, I, look, I, I think my issue with this and the switch has always been the timing of it. Not, not, I don't have a problem with the fact that they wanted to try Connor McGovern at left guard. Look, I mean, if you if you if you've been paying attention to what the Cowboys have been doing, he has shown athleticism while playing the fullback position that mm-hmm. made you excited about him playing in guard. Uh, my issue was never about whether or not they should try Connor McGovern or get try to get Connor McGovern snaps as a starter on the offensive line. My issue has always been the timing of it going into a you know short turnaround with with a thir- the 13 days you know in three games of 13 days schedule i felt like they should have leveraged the bye week better and done that it's always been the timing but i completely agree that i, I agree with that, that yes that, I, I think that the that they are trying multiple combinations because of the, the simple fact that all the like he keeps saying and, and look it's not hiding any of this like he keeps saying all these guys need to be able to play because yeah. when 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 he won his Super Bowl, like X amount of players played on that team, seventy and, and, seventy seven players. Yeah, and and look, it's hard not to buy in because look at what's going on with the defense right now. They went through all this early in the season with all the injuries that they dealt with. They had better to play, for it, actually. They had to play a ton of different guys yeah. that were all the down roster guys. And look how deep this defense is now. You can rotate in guys who have played a ton of snaps in this defense. So they're not just, you know, doe eyed and and not trying to figure out what's going on on the fly. They are all very well seasoned. And and now you've got an offensive line that maybe you don't need Connor McGovern ever to play offensive guard for your team the rest of the year. But what it will do is going into next year, he has 500 snaps of football to watch on film, to study over the next off season and learn how to improve his game. So uh, there's benefits there that are, are multitudes that are not just you know one simple thing. I understand the process of trying to get these guys in. I, I think for me, again, the only issue was always about the timing, how it disrupted the kind of the run game, and, and clearly it did. Uh, and 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 I think that they were able to the 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 encouraging thing is that they mea culpa the whole situation and they swapped it back and they, they are learning from their mistakes. That is something that you, you, you have to at least give them credit They're for. They're not being you don't stubborn know. about it, right? Exactly. And that's something that, that we've asked for in the past from, from administrations uh, and this at least administration well, they did is it listening with and, and as well, right? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> listen, we were criticizing the move on this show. We wanted Lyle Collins right back at right tackle because you don't get the continuity back together and 
they didn't do that because I think they wanted to have see these guys play a lot of snaps. They eventually worked it out, and Collins is back at right tackle. But now that it, it makes sense, now Terrence Steele's playing left tackle. It just, I don't know. I, I, I get wanting to have all these guys play these snaps together and keep the continuity as, as much as possible. But the fact is you're probably going to get to the playoffs and you're probably not going to have your starting five offensive line member that you open training camp with. It just doesn't happen very often well, across the league. I mean, to be clear, this is a move towards continuity because yeah. because if getting the, these guys an opportunity to play with the rest of your offensive line makes sure that there is still continuity even when one of these guys falls out. You have yeah. a group of five that are at least familiar playing with each other. Maybe not as many snaps as the original starting, start, starting five that you had in the game, but at least this is not some stranger playing left guard next yep. to a, a guy at left tackle and center. Uh, all right, let's talk a little bit more about the passing offense. Uh, yeah. CD Lamb had three drops today, right? Yeah. It goes nice. back. Listen, it goes. We talked about this. It, it goes back to what we have been saying the last, uh, I, at least I've been saying the last few weeks. It feels like he's not playing very crisp. It feels like he's being a little bit lackadaisical on things. I just think he needs to kind of wake up and shake it loose a little bit and just focus on the details a little bit more. I mean, I think he's clearly he's just such an up and down player and it's just huge swings. We need him to raise the floor of his game a little bit without, you know, has without dampening the heights that we get from him as well because we just need a little bit more consistency from the players on the outside. And that's the, that's the issue. I think if maybe if Gallup was playing with the level of efficiency that, that we had seen at points, I still feel like we're not getting a completely efficient Michael yep. Gallup either. Uh, and it's the combination of both of them kind of occasionally just lapsing in concentration uh, and, and the passing game, especially the deep and middle intermediate passing game is really suffering for it. I think they'll be fine once they get home. Yeah. Playing yeah, I do too. Turf kind of, the last two games have not been great fields for receivers. Just and no. that's not really an excuse, but it kind of is. Like these guys are built to play the dome. I just think they'll be better next week. That's all. I, um, I agree. I didn't think Dak was particularly bad today. I think the one sack that he had was a little bit. Of, it, it, he's got to speed up his internal clock, but that's bad Aaron, scheme too. Why like, were they having? Why were they having Lamb block Lorenzo Carter on that play? <laughs> like that's just that's that's so I yes I would agree. Dax needs to speed up his his, his clock there, but also what was that you know p- uh, protection scheme where Lamb is one on one blocking Lorenzo Carter? Yeah, I I think he was fine to be honest. They yeah, just didn't I really did take a, they didn't take a lot of shots down the field. Um, I, that's what I've noticed the most about the Cowboys offense over the last couple of weeks. They're not taking a lot of shots down the field and the trick plays are all gone basically. Right. Gives you a sense that the Cowboys are trying to hold some things back for the playoffs. Right. That's, that's what I feel like. They're just and not necessarily of, trick plays. Cause that's not right. No, 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 no. But I think look, look, there's, they have specific plays that are cover two and cover four beaters and there's, and they've just faced a bunch of shell coverage because that's the, chic thing to do against these hot offenses right is to make them march up the field and for the cowboys they don't want to give up all their tricks for when they have to face those defenses when the games really really matter so yeah, uh, yeah i think that part i wouldn't of be this, surprised we see him against arizona here in a couple of weeks yeah i mean that's the thing is that i think in that game where like if winning actually changes your seating and, and it's like almost kind of like a 
a semi-playoff game, that's when you will start seeing kind of more of that stuff because I feel like that's when they will feel like it's a team worthy of kind of breaking these out. They need the points. It ma- it matters to their postseason outcomes, uh, and, and you'll see them kind of opening up the playbook. I said it in the DMs with you, actually. Uh, I, I, I just wonder if this is a situation these last few weeks where they're seeing a lot of this particular type of defense. You've got a young offensive coordinator who is still kind of inexperienced in the idea of how much do I, you know, save of my playbook for the latter part in the playoffs, you know, to make sure that I still have some things left in my bag. And there's, and he's limited his, his play selection menu down to a spot where doing certain things, especially in the red zone are hard. If like, say for instance, you don't want to run Dak Prescott because it's not a playoff game and it doesn't matter. You know, that really limits your options down there. So that's what I feel like the game is the situation that they're not scoring as many points. And some of these, they're being hampered by the fact that they're intentionally limiting themselves, whether that's because they're trying to hold on to things or whether that's just because they're trying to play a conservative play, uh, uh, play, play game, uh, game plan against a lesser opponent. It, it doesn't feel like it's Dak Prescott, you know, not able to make those throws or not able to get downfield. It feels like they are playing that way intentionally against the way the defenses are currently playing against them. I still think they're going to be okay. And they need to be good on I offense. Too. I think they will be. I, I they, agree. You said it. Like if, if they do this next week on turf on at home against the Cowboys, that's when I would, I would say, okay, it's time to start turning around. But, but like they've had two weeks where they played on kind of crappy fields that don't like necessarily line up outdoors, to what you with, yep. with Cooper and Lamb and all these guys. If next week uh, against Washington at home, the Cowboys still have the same kind of struggle or if they can't, you know, move the ball consistently, if they still feel that disjointed, if they don't take another step next week, then we should start being concerned about what's going to happen in the postseason. But because I think you won this week, it's another week that you probably won't see Tyron Smith. And that's a good thing, actually, I think, because now you can give him more rest. And I think, I think that's also what the Cowboys are thinking. Let's make sure that we're completely healthy by playoffs, right? Let's try to get, make sure our older guys like Tyron and Demarcus Lawrence aren't beat up. So, I think they're fine. And I think, listen, it's a good time to be a Cowboy fan. You're 10 yeah. and four right now, right? Uh, it's third play. You're in the third seed in the NFC. Just want to think back. If I would have told you in August or even in July when we were doing these shows, hey, Cowboys would be 10 and four and there's a three seed, you would have taken that a heartbeat, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the thing. We, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be quabbling over, uh, 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 you know, style points in a, in a, in a division win on the road, especially in the third game in a, of, a, of a road trip, three game road trip, like you said. Uh, so I think you take the win. You're excited that the, the Cowboys offense was uh, able to take a step forward. Maybe not yep. the full step that you wanted, but you're super excited about the way your defense is playing. And you're super excited about the way that your team is trending while heading into the playoffs. Like I said, good time to be a Cowboy fan. Uh, we'll be back this week to break down this win. We'll do a All-22 show on Tuesday. Uh, we'll do questions on Wednesday. We're going to have a crossover show later this week. We've got a five-episode week, even on the holidays. So make yep. sure you guys are downloading, subscribing, wherever you get the Locked on Cowboys podcast. Uh, you can check us out on YouTube. Check us out on Twitter, at Locked on Cowboys. He is at McCoolBCB. I am Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time. Enjoy Victory Monday. Woo!
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.